and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast. <laughs> Your source for the newest news in gaming. The I think we're gonna put news. more I think I'm gonna put more air and breath into the intros from now on. <sighs> Just get that ASMR like type in. We're intro. your hosts, two old we're fat guys. Hosts. <laughs> I am your host, Josiah. <laughs> and Hill House. <laughs> you have the benefit of having more H's in your name. Yeah, but that that hurt a little in the middle on that second H. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, welcome to the show. Um, welcome to the show. Yes, we uh, just bullshit around and basically do weekly recaps of gaming news. We're uh, here for good times, good times and news. Yeah, and and a lot of entertainment because one of the thing is I don't actually. This sounds really stupid to say. I don't find our conversations that entertaining when I'm having them. But when I go back and listen to them, I'll be like, we sound like freaking idiots. And this is making my day. But well, I'm usually, you know, I'm usually uh, having a beverage and I go back and say, uh, I said what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> the really funny part is that I just I feel really shitty for just saying that I don't enjoy our conversations in real time. <laughs> but I said it. So there you go. Um, I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. Not on the outside. The truth doesn't always hurt, but sometimes, you know, it's rough to say. Oh, it uh, stabs. Speaking of rough, I don't have a drink, so um, this is going to be a dry run for me. It's going to be no no smacking for me. It's going to sound like sandpaper against um, a slice of bread, maybe. Kind of like a... Oh, dude. You know. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> We're going to start out today um, talking about games that we played this week. Um, I do want to quickly note that this week, um, I know it's not new, but I finally got back into Overwatch a little bit. I've been taking uh-huh. a pretty long break from Overwatch. Um, yeah, you have. You have. Which is crazy. Um, it's I've, insane, dude. I have it's so insane. many hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel awful about it. I've repented um, to the... Holy Father Winston, and uh, um, yes. you said five uh, five hail tracers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I didn't play too much, but I started that new comp thing, and I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I yes. did a couple as tank, and I felt like I was actually playing with people that were more at my skill level for once. It's been so long since I've played with people that were at my skill level. I agree. I agree. And it's really refreshing. Um, it was really cool to get compliments from other players too. When I was playing tank, like constantly, they were saying really positive things. I was trying to keep the negativity out. Like they were a really good team and both games I played in comp is tank, like just night and day different from how it was just like a season ago. It's a crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it feels a lot smoother too when, cause well, like you said, I mean, people are going in as either DPS support or tank and they're actually playing those roles because that's what they queued for. So it's kind of a nice change, but you can also go back to the old school stuff in arcade. Right. And basically what happened was I was planning to go in as an off tank and then the other guy went as a Winston so I had to switch to a shield tank and then like that made everyone's morale go up because they thought that that other guy wasn't ever going to get his life together, you know? Oh yeah. 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 
it was really cool. Um, I plan on finishing those placements. I'm going to do terrible on damage. Um, I have oh, played yeah. so little as damage. So it's really funny that it's leaning towards the new system is trying to make you play tank and support since not many people play them. But the thing is, those are the only ones I do play. Like I'm same here. Suck same here. Damage. I, I mean, I, I don't know what I placed on Xbox, but I did play on PC. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Oh, I was horrible. I'm going to try to finish all three this week. I need to challenge myself to do that. I ranked 774 on damage. On damage? (laughs) That's bad. I am bronze on everything on PC, dude. Not just bronze, That's like really bronze. Oh, that's like fucking pre-bronze age, man. That's that's a stone fucking spike. That's what that is. That's stone. I don't even (laughs) know what I would play as damage. I'd probably play like ash or and the funny thing is is i played soldier and i was getting kills dude left and right i was getting triples i was killing you people just with lose my all the games is what happened i think that was the majority of it yeah i think we lost four out of five oh. yeah that was probably the problem but it's with a lot of randos too and it's not until you do your placements that you actually get in with people that are your skill level and you know that are going to start giving a shit so right you're and right though it does change it I mean, you kind of just proved another point because one of the main reasons I always play tanker support is the fact that I don't trust the other tank and support players. Yeah. So if I play damage, that's making those four key roles in someone mm-hmm. else's hands. So when you were playing soldier, even if you were putting up really good numbers, even if you were staying with your team, even if you had a pretty good knowledge of what your position was in it, you had four really important roles <laughs> that were oh, being yeah. carried out by people that may have had no idea what they were doing. Oh yeah. So yeah. that's, what's rough about that. So it may actually be harder to do damage now because now that it's forcing two supports, two tanks, it means that there's a larger majority of players playing comp playing roles that they've never played before, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's making it that much harder to be significant as damage when the core of your whole team is being destroyed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. That yeah, makes that's perfect what I'm sense. I don't I mean, think you're actually that bad at damage. I think the problem is, well, maybe you are bad at damage, but you're not that bad at soldier. You know, <laughs> like a soldier, yeah. you should have been fine. You should have placed better and you probably could have gotten wins if, you know, like I was on tanker support but yeah yeah if we were playing with the gang then yeah i probably would have gotten much better placements right but if you're doing placements by yourself is damaged it's just who knows who's doing tank support true um, true anyway that wasn't like a new game i played this week but i also played i played uh the two i was behind an episode of life is strange season two Mm -hmm. um so I played episode three and four of that, and those were really cool. Um, I enjoy all of the Life is Strange games. I wasn't too big of a fan of the prequel they did, but I don't think anyone was, so that's not a surprise. Uh, this new um, season of Life is Strange is really original, and it does everything right that that prequel did wrong. And it's really refreshing. Um to feel that again because the first game was so like magical in the sense of what it actually did in the whole not point and click but the kind of walking simulation slash also adventure type game uh what it did for that genre 
was so groundbreaking that to be followed up by such a mediocre uh, prequel was so disappointing that you thought it was going to end the franchise. So when they pulled out a new season that has nothing to do with the original, um, but yet also getting everything that was good about the original and just putting a new twist on it is actually really refreshing. Uh, if, right you've, if you've never played the games, they're just basically um, some people would call them movies with very little interaction, but they're one of those games where you make choices and it changes the outcome of the game. Um, they're pretty cool. I do highly recommend season two, even if you haven't played the first one. I, I don't think people have been told this very much, but you don't have to play life is strange. Season one There's nothing to do with season two. It's just a totally different story. Totally different characters. It's really cool. I don't know when the fifth episode and final episode is coming out, but uh, you can get four episodes right now. But if you have game pass, the first three episodes are included. So, oh, okay. Okay. So it's pretty cool. Um, basically what happens is I think game pass gets the previous episode when a new episode comes out. So episode four came out and they got three. I assume when the fifth one comes out, they'll get four. So that's pretty cool for free. Um, what else did I play this week? I played um, Strange Brigade and I had heard about this game. I've probably had it downloaded three or four separate times on my hard drive uh-huh. <laughs> and never actually played it. But I finally played it because it had multiplayer and I was looking for a game to play. And um, it's it's interesting. Like, it's fun. It's not perfect. But um, being the closest thing you can have to a kind of Tomb Raider slash Uncharted multiplayer game is pretty cool. It's got the discovering of puzzles and you find like relics and things and you go through like ancient, like kind of Mayan kind of environments. That whole thing is really cool to see in multiplayer. Um, But it's one of those things where every one of those elements is done better by Tomb Raider and Uncharted and stuff like that. So that's kind of disappointing. But the whole fact that it's multiplayer kind of gives it a originality to it. But, you know, if Tomb Raider had a multiplayer game that was of this quality of like a 3D uh, third person game, it would be way better, I'm sure, especially if Square Enix did it. Um, Yeah. But this game was it's pretty fun. Um, I haven't played all the game modes. I'm just doing the campaign. I know there's like a horde mode and there's like a quick play mode. I know it's got a lot in it. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I think it's like a still, I think it's still a $60 game. I would pay like probably 30 for it. It's not like as polished as most AAA titles. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. a good looking game. Like for what it is, it's a pretty good game. Um, yeah, I've watched, uh, some of the gameplay. I noticed that you were playing it and I, you know, I don't just go by the trailers. So I actually had launched cause I had seen several times that you were on there and, yeah. um, I had, uh, so I'd launched the, uh, you know, a little bit of YouTube videos to see some, I think one of them was a 15 minute, uh, first 15 minutes of gameplay and then a boss mummy fight. I watched a video of that and yeah, it looks kind of cool. It doesn't look too difficult or anything. It, it looks like it's got a whole bunch of different video game aspects to it, but it, it yeah. you know, it looks, it looks entertaining. The, I just wish that the hit detection was a little bit more satisfying. Um, yeah getting headshots and stuff, all of that, the whole aiming aspect is really, it's, it's just a little off and it's not as satisfying as other games of its genre. Um, but 
if you don't see that as the whole game, which it isn't, uh, it's yeah. still a good game. Um, that is one of the things where it kind of, it kind of um, fails at because there is an aspect in the game where you can punch enemies, and then once you punch them, you can go and do a killing move on them, like hit them on the ground. And the fact that the guns are not that satisfying makes punching enemies almost as satisfying, which is uh, kind I of see. it's kind of weird because if the guns were just slightly more satisfying on how it reacted and you felt like you were actually actually getting something from the work you were putting into rather than just basically spraying a bunch of enemies with bullets and hoping they hit, um, that would probably make it a little bit more fun. But because of that, it makes <laughs> other ways of killing them just something to kind of break up the monotony of the fact that the guns don't always react the way you think they will. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's a little disappointing. It's an it's an okay game, uh, uh, as <laughs> with the other game. So I, I'm, I'm a cheapskate, so it's included in Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, hey, you can not, play man? it. <laughs> why that's not? That's what I'm saying. Just try it out. <laughs> Uh, the last new game I played was actually a mobile game. Uh, it's uh, Pokemon Masters. Um, I only actually checked this out because I had heard about it a couple of months ago and I thought it was interesting, but I actually didn't uh-huh. hear about it when it came out. I, he- I heard about it after the first week because it was the second most money-making Nintendo game for a, a phone in its first week. So the number one was Pokemon go. That was 56 million in one week, which is insane. Um, this Pokemon masters game did 26 million, which you think is nothing compared to Pokemon go, but compared to the other Nintendo games that did like five, six, three million, like very low in comparison to Pokemon go 26 million Uh being halfway to Pokemon go is quite impressive. Yes. And, um, so it's the second biggest uh, Nintendo uh, phone-based game. What's the word for that? Uh, mobile I keep wanting, game? Mobile game. I keep wanting to say iOS, yes. so I forget there's people that have Android. Um, mobile game. Anyway, it's the second, <laughs> it's the second highest grossing <laughs> Nintendo mobile game in its first week. And so that made me actually want to download it and to be able to talk about it. So far, what I've played, it's... Um, it's different, and, and that's what's the funniest thing is it's like the Pokemon games that are not the mainline games want to be different to set themselves apart, but at the same time, it is such an ingrained genre of game that every time something breaks the original idea of the game, it's just screaming at you in the back of your head of, oh, why can't I do this? Oh, because this isn't that game. And just like Pokemon Go, like you couldn't use moves and it didn't have move sets and stuff. You just tapped on the screen mindlessly. Uh, This game doesn't do that, but it's more of a real time, like Final Fantasy type thing. And it's just a little different. And um, because of that, it's just it's not disappointing. It's just different enough that it throws you off. But um, I haven't played it more than a day, so... (laughs) I don't know. I'll let you know next week if like I've totally abandoned the game, but so far it's a good looking game. The most satisfying thing about it is the voice acting. It actually has a lot of the original characters voices. Oh, cool, I'm assuming cool, cool. if they're not the original characters voices, it is really good impressions of it. 
And so that makes it a little feel a little bit more satisfying. And I'm thinking that's maybe why it's so successful is because other mobile Nintendo games haven't had much that called to anything but the original game. This is not only calling to the original game, but it's also pulling from like the anime and films from using those voices, which makes people probably feel a little bit more invested in the characters, despite the game, not having to do any type of character development. You know, it's one of those things where if you throw a character from another movie into a game, you don't have to explain who he is. People are going to be like, Oh my God, it's him, you know? And they'll feel attached to that character because they know that character and you don't have to build the character. And that's one of the things I always thought was weak about Pokemon go was that, it had no characters really in it. You, you just had this mindless avatar and it just made it less personable. It was like, okay, cool. The Pokemon can say their name, but without the characters from the show, there's no humanity to it. It's just a bunch of mindless, no, no faces walking around, not saying anything. So I don't know. It felt disconnected from its source material, but this game feels a little bit more, familiar and i think that's why it's probably resonating with people you know right on but um that's basically all i played this week i probably forgot something i just like a second ago added strange brigade i forgot i've been playing that like every day yeah it looked like a lot of fun though man that's that was something i was definitely uh definitely looking at i would like to play with more than two people i would like to see what that's like i bet it's pretty crazy i think it holds up to four so that'd be pretty crazy you play anything this week? No, I haven't played anything new. The only thing different that I did is I've been doing some research on uh, Paladins and also, believe it or not, uh, Call of Duty. And I threw in a little bit of research on Gears 5. But the yeah. main the main uh, focus of the research was so that I could um, figure out how to play these games just a little bit better because I, I don't feel that I've been uh, – been able to to uh, unlock the full potential of what's there and i i want to have fun at those first person shooters you know i want to learn how to enjoy those because i i envy the people that can play you know and uh, there's people that i do play with that get like 71 kills in a game you know and it's insane yeah but yeah i mean just an insane amount of kills but uh so i did a little research on these games and um actually kind of upped my game in Paladins a little bit. I uh, found out there was a Paladins console league, a Paladins minor league, and a Paladins premier league. Mm-hmm. And uh, their world championships are going to be in Atlanta um, in November at the DreamHack event. But yeah, I didn't even know there was a Paladins console league. So I, I yeah, I was kind of interested in how their, how their people play the game and what they use to build them up. And so I did a couple Grover builds, a couple Victor builds, and yeah, I'm having fun with it again. And I, I took that and kind of ran with it as far as call of duty black ops or blackout Mm -hmm. and uh uh looked at a couple of youtube videos and try to figure out what am i doing wrong you know why can't i you know get these kills and uh i'll be damned man i changed my settings and i went in and said fuck it i'm gonna go in and do some uh you know uh, uh pvp holy shit first game 
three kills in a row right off the bat, dude, <laughs> before anybody <laughs> even got around in me. And I was just lining them up and headshotting people. And it was just so nice. It was so nice for a change because my first game, I actually got 16 kills. And you're talking about a guy, and I know that doesn't seem like a lot to some people, but you're talking about a guy that gets no fucking kills. Right? Okay. None. I mean, when I say my only blackout win was with no kills because the other guys carried me. <laughs> I don't even think I did any fucking damage. <laughs> so, so anyway, I felt good about this and uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's bringing some of these games that I didn't have any hope for as far as in my little gaming world back to life for me. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot more fun. So I'm having fun with it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. You know what's going to happen is you're going to go through all this training at Call of Duty Blackout, and um, you're going to get like 16, 20, 30. You're going to get like, you're going to start winning by yourself, and then you'll be like, cool. I think I can finally play with some guys again. And then you play on a team and you get no damage, no kills. <laughs> exactly. You're going to be like, I'm God damn be it. shit. <laughs> or else I'm going to go, finally, I can play with other people and feel like I'm carrying my weight, and no one plays anymore. There's always that. There's always that where you train so long but, at a game that everyone's already beat it or is everyone's but already modern tired warfare of it? is coming out. <laughs> the new modern warfare is coming out. And I think that the settings that I have now, dude, there was, there's some trick settings in there, man. There's a trick, uh, trick, uh, sound <laughs> settings in there where I have like, I have the sound on super crunch. So I hear every footstep, dude. I hear everything. It's like a bunch of Doritos bags around you. It's crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> and then I've got this, uh, my, my, uh, I've got my, uh, controller for Xbox set on, um, Good God, man. I can't even remember. Trigger happy something. something. I can't even remember the fucking name of it, but it's just so cool because it mixes everything up and it, it puts them in what actually feels like a good order. But man, it was just, it was a lot more fun playing those games. I got a lot of fun out of it. I'm actually thinking about uh, putting some Apex back on now. So yeah. Probably the same problem. It's probably just your sensitivity. It's one of the funniest things whenever I've gone to like Overwatch, those Overwatch it, it tournaments. It wasn't just sensitivity though. What is it? It then? was a, it was across the board all sorts of things. You're talking about things. also the sound thing and well, there was uh not just the sensitivity, but there's also um it's uh something that makes up for dead movement like if you're if you're not touching your sticks and you see your character moving just a little bit it makes up for that kind of stuff. And if you have it set up too high, then it's it basically it's telling your <laughs> controller that it needs help. So you, you're not moving properly. So I've knocked those sons of bitches all the way down to zero. And it's like, holy crap, I can move, you know? Oh my God. So it, I'll have to show them to you, but there's a whole series of settings in these bigger games. That's just, it, it's incredible what you can do. It really is. It, it was like night and day, man. It was like <laughs> night and day pretty cool so yeah that's what i did <laughs> cool and um i guess then we can move on to the recap let's move we on can to news. the recap <laughs> we can news. and um <laughs> so this week in news i already said oh thing about <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think that was gonna be that <laughs> 
intense. It was good because I was thinking about doing the same thing. I'm just glad that you did it. You should have just chimed <laughs> in when I started then. <laughs> that way it would have had a delay on the drum roll. So every time that I was would all go, Josiah, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. It would have had a delay on the drum roll. So every time I would do a tick, 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 you would be the tick, tick, tick. We need a choppy, time. a choppy little uh, 70s news update tune to go in there. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the, the timpanis, though. Yes. Okay. Okay. Enough of that. This is going to be a pain to listen to with headphones. This is going to be me screaming, uh, doing trills and stuff constantly. Me um, laughing like a little girl. I don't think that's that painful. Um, <laughs> so the first piece of news I have is um, the Twitter user Lance McDonald um, posted a video this week. If you, Are you familiar with the game PT? It's that demo. PT? It's that demo that was supposed to be a Silent Hill game that then got canceled. And then if you don't have it already installed on your PS4... You can't re-download it because of legal reasons. Like you have to have it actually downloaded. Oh wow. Okay. So anyway, it's a it's a ghost game, basically. It was just a demo. And basically what it involves is two doors. And every time you go through the two doors, things change. It's like a circle. So you just keep going through the two doors and things change every time you go down the hallway. Well, there's a ghost that ends up like jump scaring you. A couple times if you do something wrong or if you do something near the end, it, it becomes more prominent the later you get into it. It's a really intense game. But a Twitter user by the name of Lance McDonald figured out how to basically make the camera stand still. So when he would move his character around and he would have the camera stay still, he, he discovered and posted that the ghost is always following you, even though you never see it for most of the time. You don't oh, see it wow. for like 99% of the game. But when he made his camera stay still, it literally tracks your motion like the whole time. It's just there waiting, <laughs> even though you can't see it. It's just there waiting the whole time you're going through. So if you're familiar with PT, it's crazy <laughs> to see that. You can go look up the video. I think it's probably also on YouTube now. Uh, oh, wow. It's pretty crazy. Um, another random little piece of news is that um, if you have a Nintendo Switch or a Pro Controller also for the Nintendo Switch, um, you may be surprised to find out that around the home button, there's a blue LED. And this is really funny because I've never seen this. Apparently, the first people that discovered it had plugged the pro controller into a computer and when it's plugged into a computer that led comes on and it's really funny because the joy cons and the pro controller have been around for like two to three years and nothing has ever utilized the led however with some new updates and some rumors about animal crossing that's comes out next year there's going to be events that are triggered by your location in the real world. And there is a patch to the controllers that is supposed to utilize that LED. So this is what's so funny. We've talked about this before about how Nintendo thinks so far ahead. They put things into their products that they sometimes never end up using. 
And this is a clear example of that. They've put in a full LED into manufactured controllers, Joy-Cons and the Pro Controllers, for about three years. <laughs> and they've never used them, but they suddenly have a reason to use them. So they're like, cool, we can use those now, you know? But it's it's really oh, crazy wow. to see that. Um, the biggest example of that is... Um, Nintendo, this isn't new to That's Nintendo. If, if you know anything about Nintendo, uh, you may be familiar with the GameCube has those ports on the bottom. One was for the Game Boy Player and one was for, oh my God, what was the other one for? The other one was used, but there was a third one that wasn't used. And a lot of people think that it had to do with the GameCube maybe being connected to the internet, which had never uh -huh. had been done before. Um, the PlayStation 2 at the time could connect online. Uh, the Xbox could too, but the GameCube didn't have any like multiplayer internet things. Uh, but it had a third slot that they could have used, but it never was used. <laughs> it's just one of those huh. things where you're just like, that's how much they think ahead. Like everyone that owns this GameCube has these ports at the bottom that eventually peripherals were released that use those. And it's just one of those things where it, like, it doesn't hurt to think that far ahead. And, um, they thought further ahead because if the GameCube was more successful, it may have used that third port. But since yeah. it was not as successful as they would have hoped, uh, it ended up just not being used. Um, but it's one of those things where if the Switch had flopped, we never would have known about those LEDs, except if you plugged it into a computer. <laughs> but the thing is, the yeah. Joy-Cons can't be plugged into a computer. The Joy-Cons don't have a way to be plugged into a computer, so no one would have even known that it had LEDs until they started like ripping them apart <laughs> and seeing that there's LEDs around that button. It's just one of those random things where it's a big blue LED circle around the home button. It's just sitting there not being used. So they're thinking that it's going to like flash whenever you need to turn on your switch because there's like a real time event going on or something. Oh, and, okay. Uh, so it's going to be one so of those be things. like an alert system. Yeah, it's like an alert system. So I think the patch that was being announced was that the controllers were getting alert systems and that everyone's thinking it's probably going to use that LED. So that's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> Just a random piece of news. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. That sounds like it's uh, actually, it sounds like it'll be, uh, that's going to be a good selling thing, I, I believe. Yeah, I think so too. It's just one of those things that's going to make the system cooler, but it's just funny that, They've never used it before. It's like if the PS4 had that big blue light on the back of the controller and they just didn't use it for the longest time and then just decided to incorporate it three years after it came out, you know? It just, <laughs> it'd be ridiculous yeah. to think of that, but like it's basically that same thing. It's just a part of the thing that's been in your hands plenty of times, just waiting. Um, this next piece of news, have you heard of this EA Project Atlas? A little bit about it, yeah, because I think that you and I had discussed it when we were originally, I mean, a couple months ago, actually, talking about uh, Google Stadia. I don't remember talking about this. Um, well, it was only in we? passing maybe, because maybe there wasn't a lot up. of information. Well, there wasn't a lot of information brought out about the Atlas model that EA was going to be using, but... Um, I, I understand so that basically it's, it's like Google Stadia, cloud-based. Yeah, so basically it's, who knows what number contender it's going to be. It's going to be cloud-based yeah. like Stadia, 
which means it's behind Stadia and xCloud. So I have no idea what EA is thinking. So yeah, it's basically yeah. going to be... I don't know. It's different from EA Access. I think it's the thing is everyone's confusing it with EA Access. No, EA Access is like Game Pass. It's a service that you basically rent games per month. Um, yeah. <laughs> this... EA Project Atlas is going to be like Stadia or xCloud where it's literally servers that you can stream games from. So I guess yes. they're probably going to bundle it with EA Access. But the thing is, is EA that important? I think it's what's so funny is EA has been under so much scrutiny lately in the uh, gaming media. Um, yeah. That is just so funny to see that they would make this move, especially under the name EA. Like, they're predicting, though, from I what I've like, been reading. They're pre- Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just feel like it could have not been associated with EA. I think it gives a bad name to this, even if it yeah. was okay. You know? Yeah, because it gives you that bad taste before you even try it. Right. You're um, already smelling just the greed. <laughs> yeah, they should have just named it like, just named it Atlas. You know what I'm saying? And, and just brought it out. Of course, they have, do have to associate it but with something as far as a major company, but I'm sure that they've got some sort of a sister company they could have used. But yeah. my understanding is that they are actually looking like they will have this released at the same time that Google does theirs for Christmas. Which means EA's only chance of winning is having a cheaper If it's better. Price. Yeah, if it's cheaper I, I, and if it's... I don't think if it was better. I think everyone is just going to assume Stadia is better regardless of reviews or first-hand use. On launch, Stadia will do better, you know, if they're yeah. the same price. Stadia's at Well, the hype. bad thing is... Yeah, yeah, and they plus they both need anywhere from, you know, 10 to, what, 40 megabytes to run? Yeah. The thing is I mean, Stadia has a marketing good advantage. Stadia yeah. being owned by Google and YouTube gets so much free advertising. That's true. <laughs> Stadia that is, true. is such an upper hand on, on basically marketing. There's no way to avoid it. I get Stadia ads everywhere <laughs> because yeah. if I'm on YouTube or Google, I'm going to get a Stadia ad. It's like all the time. Sometimes when I'm not even searching anything related to Stadia, it will pop up and I'll be like, no, I wasn't searching Stadia, <laughs> but, um, the thing is, if Google owns Stadia, is, does Google have the ability to not let you let you sh- search XCloud and Atlas? I, I it would know. be frowned That's upon. But what if they just deleted those search results? Well, what it's probably going to go to, and uh, to be quite honest with you, is you're you're looking at these two cloud-based companies, and more than likely they're going to do what everybody else is doing right now, and they're going to have a subscription-based service. So they're probably going to have specific, like EA is only going to have the EA games and whatever else they're affiliated with. And that's all they're going to have available in their service. And the Google one is probably just going to, they're going to anchor themselves in with somebody or else they're going to go to the people who go to everyone. And just, that would be the smart move. If, if you asked me is if they, if they made it to where no matter what kind of, you know, those companies that sell to everyone. Yeah. That would be the smart move to do if you were a cloud-based company because pretty soon i mean let's face it with you know fiber optics the way it is now coming out and then this new 5g that's coming and now we have wi-fi 6 that's coming out and i'll be talking about that here in a little bit but 
yeah, man, it, things are going to be a lot faster. So this is going to be the norm very, very soon. It's all going to be streaming stuff. We're, the consoles are going to be outdated. Yeah. Within, I would say within the next 10 years, you're not going to see consoles at all, if that. Easily 10 years. I'm thinking maybe five yes. even. Um, even five, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. I think it's... I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's... um. The only way xCloud is ever going to make it is if xCloud is essentially free. Now, we know it's not going to be free. But if yeah. xCloud was the same price as Xbox Live, where basically the same price to pay, the same price you pay to play online on Xbox is the same price you would pay to use their cloud services. Now, that makes uh-huh. sense. I think that's what they need to do. I'm not sure if they're going to, though. Now, what's so funny is this is going to get so congested so quickly. So not only do we have xCloud, Stadia, and now Atlas being talked about, but we already have rumors and really strong confirmed rumors that Apple wants to get into this, Amazon wants to get into this, Walmart wants to get into this. Oh, wow. Um, All three of those companies have already talked that they want to do game streaming. And... The thing is, they all are capable of it because they all have a video streaming service. So with all three of those giants already having video streaming down, all they got to do is make servers for games, basically. And I'm sure they think that's really easy. But hopefully... (laughs) The, The thing is, now EA and Xbox are the only ones of the six that know anything about games. Google is only familiar with uh, mobile games, you know? And Ah, that's true. Yeah, like Google with Stadia is trying. That's the thing is their marketing is so good that I feel like the general public thinks Google's already really knowledgeable with gamers. And that's just what they're making you think. Google really hasn't done anything with games, you know? They really haven't. Like they really haven't done that they much have with done games. as much with games as they have done with anything to say that, oh, well, they've put their hand in on games as far as web browser games and uh, mobile games and stuff. That's just like saying Google has put their hand in everything. Sure. Google has tampered with everything and they've tried a little bit of everything. You know, they got Google map bicycles and cars and like okay it's google okay but um that doesn't mean they should it's one of those things like you can do everything but it doesn't mean you should you know yeah but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's just the success of their marketing i think we feel like google is supposed to be there that's just how like positive and well marketed it is um, but the thing is ea is the second most qualified as far as game knowledge goes of these six companies we're talking about. Now, they're not the most qualified in whatever servers they're using. I don't know what servers they would use. I'm not sure if they're going to rent them or create servers. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because we already know that most of the servers are Amazon and Microsoft and yep. uh, Google. Those are the three main server owners. So it shouldn't EA shouldn't even be in the competition if they don't have the service to support it, you know? Yeah. But we'll see. Um, last thing that I had for the moment is that there's been a hashtag fix two K 20. Have you seen this? (laughs) Yes. It's really funny. Um, basically 
people are really confused of what went wrong with 2K20. <laughs> so <laughs> the joke of sports games, Madden, 2K anything, um, any sports game, people say that you're paying $60 for a roster change, right? And basically for some parts, that's true. Like they don't look fantastically better. Uh, the mechanics don't ever really get that much better. If anything, they get worse. I find the older sports games are a lot funner to play. I, for, I find the more complex controls just makes it ridiculously cumbersome and less entertaining. Um, but that aside, they don't do much year to year to change a game. So people are very confused of why 2K20 has so many glitches, has such slow loading screens compared to 2K19. Um, the, the classic one is that the taskbar still says 2K19 on it. They didn't even change it. And <laughs> overall, people say it's just not as good as 2K19, which is really funny considering it has leftover copy and paste work from 2K19 in it. So if the game is so lazily put together that it has elements from the previous game, the question is, why is it so much worse than it? Everyone's saying that it's just full of glitches, terrible loading screens. They say that the speed of everything is really slow. They say that the shooting doesn't feel satisfying because it's slower. They're saying that the skills when you build them feel so slow that it's not even satisfying to do the work to build your skills up and stuff. Everyone's basically saying that they just created a worse version of 2K19. Huh. <laughs> it's, it's just so weird. And now some people are saying, well, maybe that's because they put all their resources into the slot machine thing in it, which everyone is dissing them for. Yeah, and, which I really don't blame them for. Right. So you could say, oh, because here's the other argument for 2K20 against them. <laughs> Guess what? This is a franchise made by a studio that knows when it comes out every year. I mean, you have a timetable. When the game comes out, you know you got to start working on 2K21, and you know what it needs to be done by. If you've done this before, you know where you should be in production every year. Like, if it's February, and you're not to where you were in February the previous year, maybe you should, like, rethink what you're doing. You know, it has a tight schedule. It's a sports game. It comes out every freaking year, you know? Yeah. So that argument <laughs> doesn't go very far because they had time to prepare. So you might say, oh, well, they spent too much time on the slot machines and they were trying to make the gambling aspect way too technical. Well, here's the thing. Then <laughs> that doesn't explain why if they're copying and pasting information from 2K19, how did they ruin 2K19 when they took 2K19 through a slot machine and changed the rosters and called it 2K20? Why did they ruin <laughs> why did they ruin all these other things that people are saying it's like a glitch fest it has terrible loading like why are these other things a problem in a game that's essentially was focusing on in-game purchases and things like that when the base game didn't have to change that much and also they had a clear timeline of what they needed to do <laughs> you know so I get yeah. why people are upset. It's just one of those things where it's just unexcusable for a game that is not only $60, a game that not only is $60, but it has to have, you know, an 80 and a hundred dollar editions. It's just ludicrous. Hmm. 
It is. It is. You're absolutely right. I don't know. Do you have anything to add on that? That's, I mean, I, I said all I wanted to say because it was one of those things where I had my points of what is so ridiculous about it being messed up. I totally agree with them, but I, no, I don't but know I if agree you've with you hundred percent on that because it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous to be paying that kind of money for a game. And you know that you're going to have the same problems that you've always had year after year after year, but you don't ever fix them. And part of it is that they, they really, in a way they don't have to fix them because people buy these games regardless, especially these sports games. And right. I think they all do it hoping that it's going to be a better game this, this time around, just like you said, but it never is. I mean, I, that's part of the reason why I haven't played a golf game or even a, um, a football game since probably God, 2004. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, literally. And it's because they were all the same every freaking year and it just got boring for me. So, yeah. I mean, some people yeah. will obviously disagree with me, but no, it no, just no, never I, seemed I like there you. was anything new. You know what I mean? I mean, they tried to do this. Oh, you can live your life like a, a high profile <laughs> basketball star and get your crib and be on MTV, you know, and have one of the fucking Jenners. But no or the Kardashians, whatever, you know, but it's not going to happen. Those also have really notoriously bad voice acting. If you've ever looked yes. at compilations, yes, they do of them getting the actual athletes to go into a booth. Yeah. And it sounds like they went into a bathroom and threw a towel over the door and then threw a SM 58 <laughs> over it. And we're like, okay, say, man, dog, that's really messed up. <laughs> and they just go, you're like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> it's really funny go look up like bad nba game i'm gonna uh, have to like voice acting it's embarrassing like sometimes you can hear background static and stuff talk start the second they start talking you're like good grief you couldn't pay to get him in a studio <laughs> um but no um oh. no i think the mo more there's two other points i want to get at one point is that this pic picture you actually being excited about 2K20. And I remember you said there were some people that were going to be playing it that you knew. Oh, yeah. Um, picture this. You go to the store. You can pay $60, $80, or $100 for a game that is basically the same as the game you bought last year. But it is worse. <laughs> and the only thing that has been added to it is a slot machine. And a roster change. Like, how disappointing is that? Like, if they haven't closed the servers for 2K19, I don't understand the point of 2K20. I understand that there's a roster change, but to make a game less playable is insulting, especially when it's the same damn thing. You know? Huh. And, and huh. the second point I have <laughs> is, I've said this before, and I used to say it to people when I worked um, in electronics. I used to say that... Um, there's a competition that no one thinks about because everybody plays 2K20, 2K19. Nobody plays NBA Live 2019, the other competitor. Remember that game? There's a line called NBA Live. If you don't know it, uh -huh. it's because it's far from being the leading basketball game. NBA Live could blow 2K out of the water if they released yearly roster updates as a DLC for 10 to $20. That alone on a game that was like 
decent would just blow it out of the water. No one would buy 2K, you know? And what's so funny is it would force 2K to do the same thing where there would be a DLC update that you would pay for once a year, you know? Yeah. But they're not, I don't, I don't understand why they won't do that. I guess there's too much money from like investors and stuff to have a new game. But the thing is NBA live is obviously struggling compared to 2K's success, but they would just be an instant success if they had roster updates rather than a brand new game every year. And if it's about keeping the games on the store shelves, well, guess what? You just slap a new cover on it, just like other games do when they have special editions, and you call it NBA Live 2020, and it's 2019, but it's got an update in it. So yes, you still have to buy the base game, which is the NBA Live part, but guess what? It comes with the free new roster in it. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's not that crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get I, you. I don't understand why not more sports games do it. Um, I guess it's because there's too much money in having a new game every year. But the thing is, the number two game would make so much more if they beat basically EA. If they beat EA, which is so funny, is EA is only not number one in sports games with basketball for some reason. Because I think EA yeah. makes NBA Live. That's what's so funny. Uh, for some reason, 2K is number one, but every other sports title is ruled by EA. Um, that's probably that's why crazy. they won't do it. Is EA is probably too greedy with NBA Live. But I hear you. Um, I hear you. If they did right. that, they would be so much more successful. But that's my two yeah. cents. I don't. <laughs> EA needs to run with it if they can. But yeah, uh, EA. I don't know. It, do something. The this thing is, it it angers me because I don't play these games, and. I think it's me just watching people get hurt. It's like watching someone. It's like watching a kid get beat up across the street and you feel like you can't cross the street because you'll get hit by a car, but you're still watching him get beat up and you're just like, God damn. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's hard to see people constantly get insulted by sports games. And I understand they have their audience, but. I don't know. We just need to quit buying into it, you know, but, uh, that's not going to happen because people are so addicted to their roster changes. I'm sorry. I'll keep talking forever. They really are. I'll let you go. But they are, (laughs) they are. No, you're fine, dude. I completely understand. You're absolutely right on that. And that's the one thing that I don't understand out of the whole thing is why they keep buying it when they know it's going to be the same old shit. You know what I mean? I haven't truly heard anybody say about a sports game lately, that game was fucking sick. I haven't heard anything like that. Yeah, people, but they still buy them and they say, you just yeah. see them play them, but no one like brags about it. No one's like, it's, dude, it's just I've to been have playing the new one. that 2K20 so much lately or something. No one says that. You just see them well, online I do, playing I do it. know somebody who plays. I do know somebody who plays. But do they brag and, on uh, it? Uh, he doesn't really brag on it, but he does. He does stream it when he plays it, and um, I mean that's cool. I don't see many people play sports games streaming. I can still appreciate. Yeah, Um, but it's just so funny. Whenever I had friends play it, I always just see that they're online playing it. They're not like crazy, going crazy or talking about it. Yeah, it's just like oh, cool, they're playing that game. It's like driving a scooter. You want to do it, you just don't want nobody else to know about it. I guess, but the thing is they sell so much that 
everyone must be doing it. It's one of those things. That's true. That's true. So it's like, that's true, man. It's the weed of the game. Yeah. Market. It's like everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone plays 2K20, but we just don't personally know that many. Oh, Lord. It's crazy. Well, on to something a little more fun. <laughs> you've you've been playing uh, Sea of Thieves, right? You've played that a little bit. Um, I've played it I a little bit. I haven't played it very I much. Through, I go through phases. Yeah, well, now you may be going through another phase because now they have pets. We have pets that we can have. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there's parrots and there's... Uh, there's uh, other things going on, but um, <laughs> uh, there's just different pets that you can you can have, and uh, apparently you can do all sorts of things with these pets. Um, I was watching a couple of uh, um, videos on this, and <laughs> you can not only just have pets, but you can also buy them costumes. Uh, one of my favorite That's ones cool. is uh, I'm really not sure who it was. I can't recall, but it was uh, this gentleman who got himself a parrot and uh, he's got the parrot sitting on the thing and he goes to feed it and he's feeding it the same thing that we get. So he grabs a handful of grubs and he feeds it to it. Well, parrot gets sick, pukes all over his deck. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently these, <laughs> these pets are really, really tender tender pets and they need their food cooked first so you can cook the grubs and then feed them to them and they're fine and then they'll do a little dance for you oh my god so can if you, you want a pet of your own i'm just you have to either find <laughs> very rare ancient coins or you have to spend real cash at the pirate emporium and uh Basically, you can spend it on pets and you can buy a couple of different bundles that have some costumes. And so it's just a nice little extra gimmick. That's pretty cool. You know, a little another little money sink that they're putting into a free game. So, yeah, free with Game Pass, <laughs> though. <laughs> um, well, that's true. Free with Game Pass, but you still got to pay for the pets if you don't. Get I just the like that. They're still supporting that game. It's a really cool game. Um, yes, it's a lot. Yeah, of fun. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's, it's just fun to get with your friends every once in a while. Though. That's what everyone, everyone's problem with it was that it wasn't mind blowing in a action sense or something. But the thing is, it was mind blowing in a visual sense and the experience. Oh, absolutely. Like the first time absolutely. I played it, I just, I never felt like more like I wanted to just go buy a boat and quit my life. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. How it makes my feel wife actually got like, seasick. In front of the 55 Mine does inch. too, because she has a 55 <laughs> and she has to like close her eyes and she goes down to the bottom. She goes underneath yep. the deck so that she doesn't get seasick. It's really funny. And oh, so she was cool actually laying it. down. <laughs> she was actually laying down. Quit the game. <laughs> I think mine probably actually went to go throw up. <laughs> That's just horrible, dude. And here we are laughing. She Hope doesn't don't listen, listen to, to this. She doesn't listen to my show. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no respect anyway um no respect anyway it's it's a really cool game and i like that they're still putting stuff into it and pet sounds really cool i might actually just get back on to check that out um I, the first thing i pictured when you said that they dance was that i see that these you're playing sea of thieves and there's like a kraken or something around you and your parents like <laughs> dancing on the because you just fed it. Yeah, you just fed it and like <laughs> it's dancing the to boats, its death. The boat the boat's about to get ripped in half or something. It's just dancing. Well the parrot like, could just fly the hell away. <laughs> <laughs> it 
<laughs> it's crazy, know. dude. It just sounds it like something crazy. else I need to try to get a good clip of because that's basically all I play Sea of Thieves for is to get good yeah. game clips. <laughs> I, I think that, that you know, goes on. I think what I'm going to do is start using it as a good uh, drinking game night where everybody can get together and drink and play pirates. And cause all I did last time was just, you know, have a bunch of beer. And then I rode around in a boat with a bunch of other people. And we just <laughs> tore after <'Cause> people. <laughs> everyone we saw, we took after them. We just tore after everyone. And we were like, we were relentless. We even had one group of people on a very big boat. They had a large boat size of ours, and it looked like they were just way more into it, and they had way more stuff. They actually sent us messages and said, please stop. We'll give you everything we have. <laughs> <laughs> because we were constantly, I mean, I don't know how many cannonballs we had on that boat, but we were loading and reloading. <laughs> And we were hunting them down, and I think they only had two or three people on their boat, so they were patching as quickly as they could. But man, it was such fun. What's the name That's of that really game? What's, There's what's the name of that game where you? St- Do you know what the name of that game is? That you just start out with like a, a stick, and you work your way up, and you can like find other stuff, and people like make crazy bases and stuff to like hoard their treasure. What's it called? It's is a it, PC game. Is it a survival game? Yeah, so it's kind of it like the forest. Rust. Oh, Rust! Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's Rust. Um, there's so many funny videos. Poor kids. There's so many videos of people just fucking with kids and basically making them cry because they're about to like steal all their shit. Um, oh man, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> They'll be like begging them to stop. You can hear them like praying in the background and stuff. And it's just so bad. Please don't take that's what it reminded me of. They just send you a message be like, dude, please stop. I'll give you everything. <laughs> just like, good Lord. You're just, have, you're just trying to have a fun game. And it's multiplayer. And you're we, obeying we, the rules and, of the game. And then somebody starts crying. <laughs> and to clarify, to clarify, yes, the person did in Sea of Thieves send us a message saying, please stop. I'll give you everything we got. We ended up befriending that person, letting them have their stuff. And we had them follow us around and we went on a terror of the seas (laughs) looking for other people. (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, we actually, uh, we were the Borg and we assimilated them into our, uh, (laughs) into our ship. So yes, it worked great. Oh my God. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I think I might actually start playing it again a little bit. Um, I might have to re-download it because I think I uninstalled it for some other games that I've been playing. But yeah, so. But on to the next piece of news. Uh, Steam. Uh, Steam, if anybody uses Steam, I use Steam quite a bit, actually. Um, I've always loved the updates that they've done to their interfaces and everything else. Um, they have a whole new, um, basically, a patch that's coming out, an update uh, for the Steam server and everything else. Um, it's going to fix a whole bunch of bugs bugs and uh, tweaks and, and problems that were happening. And uh, basically, it's also going to be more intuitive. So you as a game player, um, what you look at, what you play, it's going to give you um, a more accurate... Uh, more accurate feedback on what they think that you would like to look at as far as games. And you're going to find games quicker 
they say, because of this. You're going to find something that you actually are going to like playing. Um, as it stands now, when you look for a game on on uh, Steam, you know, you're spending a lot of time just scrolling <laughs> through. Um, you really do a lot of a lot of searching to try to find that one perfect game that you want to try. Um, that's how I found a few of the ones that I was looking at yeah. um, that I ended up playing a couple months back or even just a month back, but it took a lot of searching. So I'm actually excited about this because I use Steam a lot. I use mm -hmm. it a lot. And I, I just <laughs> want something that's going to be a little more uh, reactive and intuitive as far as what I'm looking for. Um, so it's going to have like, what, that, is it like a suggestion thing or something? Yeah, basically okay. uh, they already have what's called a, a recommended for you okay. section, but this is going to be more relevant to you um and it's going to have so they're less just improving a, it basically yeah yeah they're okay. they're fixing the problems they were having because they said that it was more of an in, interactive uh recommendation um that was you know based on what you played but it's not true because they lean more towards the more popular games and that's what you end up seeing so it may be in the same you know kind of genre but it's not exactly quite what you play so they're showing you a bunch of stuff that more likely you're not even going to want to be interested in. So, um, yeah, basically what is going to, it says that in the study group that they did, um, the number of unique games visited increased by 75% in the testing group and the average visits per game went up 48%. So that's a huge upswing as far as those yeah. game developers seeing clicks on their games. So I, I think it's going to be good. Uh, it's going to cater more towards the gamer itself. So yeah, it's something, I, I know it sounds kind of geeky and nerdy, you know, it's just an update, but I'm actually excited for it because what do we want? You know, we want, you know, besides time travel, we want ease of use. You right, know, and that's want, a very you know? small win for Steam because yes. Steam is, what they're getting out of it is a slightly happier customer that yes. discovers games that they may have not known about. But it's a way exactly. bigger win for developers because before, um, it seemed like you only heard about games th that were suggested to you that were already paying for like ad space and stuff. So if it somehow does an algorithm that goes further than just games that can afford advertising, um, then that's even better for developers. So I feel like it's a big, bigger win for the developers than it is for Steam itself. And that's crazy yeah. that they would put that much work into something that doesn't actually improve their themselves that much because it's a very yeah. small win of the gamer feeling like, they're a little bit more appreciated and that they're being offered a better variety of something that more fits their gaming needs basically. And yeah, what's cool is that it's, uh, it's by a long shot, it's better for the developer, you know? Yeah. So that's really cool that they did that. It's unexpected yeah, I think from it a is company too. that won't, you know, make, well, they're make starting a to realize 3. it's, it's not about, popularity you know uh, that's the thing that was pissing off a lot of these uh well that i talked to anyway um including myself it, it, a lot of gamers going to steam were getting pissed because it's like okay i want to find games in this kind of genre you guys know what i play i've got 36 games in my fucking library on steam and it's like get an idea 
of what I play, you know, and I get rid of the ones that I absolutely hate. So you could tell, okay, right. these are the the types that I like. It, it, the search was getting me nowhere near close to that. So I'm it, they're listening Whenever. to their um, to their customer base, which is mm. going to be a good thing because it's only going to make them grow. You know what I mean? Yeah, because whenever I've used that feature, it just uh-huh. um, looks like I walked into a GameStop. Yeah, it does. It yeah, does. It's and just it like, okay, cool. Here's the top like 40 games in the country, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Here, here, here's our, here's our uh, 2,562 games. Pick one. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, I don't know. It just feels like it's the most yeah, popular game. Right. So you play a shooting <laughs> game and then you're suggesting 100% Battlefield and Call of Duty games. And you're like, okay, cool. What else? <laughs> you know yeah exactly that's what it always felt like on the recommended you play one story-based game and then it's 100% telltale suggestions and you're like okay what else is there well it's like some of the funnest games i found i actually it took me like a day of searching where i just didn't feel like playing anything so I just searched through Steam and I searched through Origin and EA and just looked for everything that I could, even with Xbox. But it's like basically half of my day was at Steam. And yeah. I found maybe one or two games and I didn't go through everything. There's just no <laughs> possible way. But yeah, so hopefully this this new update's going to make it a lot better, a lot more smooth, a lot more streamlined and a lot more intuitive. I think that's the thing. There's no reason why any company out there cannot have an intuitive AI locked into any kind of their programs to tell them, "Hey, you know, your your customers dig this shit. You know, let's give it a try." They they should know that already. So, yeah. But anyway, on to another piece of news. Um, I don't know if you remember the story uh, from 2017 about the Kansas City swatting incident that got a man killed. Is this from um, the, a SWAT team entering or from someone with a Yeah, a SWAT swatting? team that came in. Uh, these people okay. called uh, SWAT, and it was over a Call of Duty game, okay? It was over a Call of Duty dispute, and uh, these guys called in a, um, a SWAT um, on the dudes, uh, uh, basically what happened is, okay. <laughs> Casey Vinner, uh, was one of the men involved and, uh, Shane, Shane Gaskill was a, uh, another person involved. And basically they went ahead and they called in and gave a fake address to Wichita police. And, um, 28-year-old Andrew Finch, he was a streamer, um, basically uh, he was called out by police, told to come outside. Um, this kid stepped onto his front porch. His house was surrounded. Um, basically, from what they're saying, the district attorney said that he made a move that startled officers and an officer shot and killed him on his own front porch. Um so basically what's happened is this is the final sentencing um, in this case. Casey Viner, Viner, um, V-I-N-E-R, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it, but he's been sentenced to 15 months in prison. Um, and he will serve, uh, after that, he will serve uh, two years of supervised release. He is forbidden during the 15 months and the two years to play any online games and he must play 2,500 in restitution. 
Um, he pleaded not guilty to charges earlier, but then he changed his plea, agreeing to the guilty pleas and one count of conspiracy and one count of obstructing justice. Um, Tyler Barris, um, he asked him to swat this kid and um, basically he, he asked him to swat one of the other defendants. The other defendant gave him a false address and that led him to Andrew Finch's house. So that's how it, it it's kind of confusing. But anyway, so all wow. these guys are now in jail. Uh, Barris, who carried out the SWAT attack because he's the one who called the police, he pled guilty to 51 counts and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. I'm surprised it's not more. Yeah, well, the, so what was the it's longest? probably not more because he didn't actually pull the trigger. Um, but okay. Gaskell, the other kid, he was placed on deferred prosecution. Um, and they'll, they'll, they said basically the charges against him are going to be dropped because all he did was give the other guy a fake address. Um, the officer who shot the kid he wasn't fought, um, he wasn't charged or anything like that, which he shouldn't have been. I um, mean, he, he unfortunately the cop didn't know what was going on. He was doing his job, and somebody made a funny move. You know, cops have a hard enough job as it is. Okay, I I have to have the benefit of the doubt on that part. Right. But the kid's family is filing a civil suit against the city. Uh, they filed that last year. So yeah, at least there is some justice for this kid. Um, where these guys are going to be going to prison. I think 15 months, though, is a little too light for this one kid. Uh, 20 years is pretty damn good for the other one. Uh, the old boy ain't going to be getting out until he's in his 40s. Isn't that uh, crazy so, that you don't get life for attempted murder by someone else? Yeah, and it's because you were pissed off that, what, he, he kicked your ass in a Call of Duty game? Right, because calling... It's a fucking game. <laughs> it's a game. It isn't your life, man. You're not losing money over it. You're you're probably not even good enough to be pro. So <laughs> you're not going to be in the CWL at the friggin' finals in Europe or some shit. So get over it. Unplug your box for a minute. <laughs> you know, go watch some family guy, drink a beer, and then come back and play another game. But calling a SWAT on people, man, I'm going to tell you right now, as a streamer, if any kind of crap ever happened like that ever happened to me, I'm pretty sure I got some geeky friends that can find out who did it. <laughs> and there'd just be a, a YouTube ass whooping going on. You're, you're right preemptively now. threatening. <laughs> I'm also laughing about it. So it's a joke. Um, I I don't, I'm too old and I don't have the time or energy for that. Um I, you know, it would be kind of funny if it happened. I just don't want to get on my porch and get shot either. But it's stupid <laughs> that these guys that are attitude. If they were outside your house, you're like, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking out the window going, no, nah, uh, uh. <laughs> no, you come in and get me. The thing is, if you call the SWAT on someone that is, that should be equivalent to hiring a gun, a false bomb attack. No, that should be the, that should be equivalent to hiring a gunman to kill someone because a SWAT it, team is under the impression that anything could happen. You know, it they should be under that. If someone gets injured, I agree with that. But if nobody gets injured, it should be the same as making a false bomb threat, like a terror, false terrorist attack. Okay. Because you're taking the time away from these officers doing what they should be doing in the first place. True. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to get preachy on you. It's just, uh, 
the, the story when I first read right, it, but it irritated false, the shit out of me. A false bomb threat um, might not involve anyone in a building. It might be just a public area, and so who they're going to hurt. But if you call a SWAT team on a person, then yeah. they're armed and looking for a person. Well, one of the what was the um, story? The US- Does it say what they said that they were calling the SWAT team for? What do you make up <sighs> if you want the SWAT team to go over to someone's house? Basically, they're just saying that it was it was over a uh, a dispute in the game that they didn't like the way the game turned out. <laughs> right, but they, they didn't tell the SWAT team that. What did they tell the SWAT team? <laughs> uh, they, I, I don't know. Um, basically, they just. Uh, Basically, he led the basically through the phone call. They led the police to this address. And this kid was like, what the fuck's going on? And he gets shot on his own porch. Now, uh, the U.S. attorney, um, he did say that he's calling on all gamers to uh, self-police their community and just end the practice of swatting. It's not funny. It's it's. Uh, some people, you know, not just get killed, but some of these kids, I've watched some of these videos. These kids are slammed on the ground with handcuffs because these, like you said, these SWAT teams, they don't know what's going on. They have to protect themselves and the community. So they're going to do whatever they have to do to get in, drop the people to the ground and figure out what's going on. But yeah, it's, it's not a joke, man. And this, this just puts the icing on the cake, man. I mean, I haven't heard about any swatting incidents since this happened. Um, I haven't really heard of any in the last two years. And usually I, I hear about those and I, if they put it on YouTube, I'm watching it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to patronize those anymore. I'm not going to um, be a part of it. I'm Don't not going to watch those trolls. videos. Yeah. Basically I'm not going to feed the trolls. Uh, yeah. I think that's the best way to do it. So gamers unite, let's stop this shit. No more people getting killed. Um, you know, let's do what we did back in the eighties. Take it outside, bitches deal with it little fisticuffs and then go back and play your games. All right. (laughs) Enough said. Okay. Okay, On to the next story. (laughs) Uh, I've got some interesting thing coming, man. Next gen Wi-Fi six arriving. Uh, It's bringing dude. This thing looks like a fucking X-wing fighter from star Wars, man. It's called the Nighthawk. Uh, It's a little, um, Netgear came out with this thing that's this nice little it's the new version of the Nighthawk it it's hard to describe it almost looks like Buck Rogers spaceship it does with Gil <laughs> Gerard coming out I mean you know it's uh all it's the pretty Nighthawks intense look pretty much like a spaceship this one has the wings turned up and oh it's got God. all sorts of mesh everywhere and it looks really pretty oh but my um God, I just looked it up what the hell yeah, we're going to start like, seeing Wi-Fi 6 certified like routers Va- coming Vader's, out. Looks like Darth Vader's TIE fighter. Ship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, his landing no, ship. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, this is supposed to be a lot faster, a lot better. Um, it's a yeah, $600 man, it's, router. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Lord. Oh, my God. This is Pretty insane. much, yeah. So yeah, that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to, but I haven't seen, you know, um anything really crazy about it. But the one thing is is, you know, why should you really give a crap about it? Well, it's going to introduce more bandwidth, uh more multiple connected 
devices being able to be handled on the same network, lower latency. So it, it's just going to be all around better. I mean, it's what we've got coming out anyway. Um, I'm actually researching a story that I want to talk about later on that kind of connects to this. And it's the future of Wi-Fi wi itself. And it's called Li-Fi. And it's uh, it's basically <laughs> internet data that's passed through light. So I'm going to leave that to like, you know, tempt your taste buds. But uh, when I come back next week, I'll be talking about that story. And uh, it's pretty interesting. But yeah, so we got some cool. Wi-Fi 6 coming out pretty soon. Um, <laughs> they said, look for it, man. But that's uh, that's pretty much all I got for right now. What do you got next? I'm just looking at this router. It's so stupid looking. It's crazy looking. <laughs> It's crazy looking. <laughs> it looks like an attack drone or something. Anyway, um, <laughs> you just expect it to start lifting off. Um, next thing I had, um, GameStop announced, if you care about GameStop, a lot of people don't care about GameStop, I know, um, announced that it's going to be closing 180 to 200 underperforming stores oh, this crazy. year. Which that's crazy. Um it sounds, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, they're just going to be bankrupt next year or something. I think they're just probably doing the same thing that FYE did as far as just making a lot less locations and being more niche. Um, so the thing is, GameStop's going to be a smaller company. I don't think they want to admit that, but um, that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to survive and just make it a smaller uh, company, basically not a store every mile <laughs> in a big yeah, city. Exactly. I think they're trying to lessen how many stores they have. That way it improves the sales at the other stores. And then when they start kicking out this rebranding, probably to like retro game appreciating stores, because that's what you got to do with a physical game store where everything's yeah. tangible. Um, it'll be a little bit easier to do that rebranding when they have less stores. I'm actually surprised they're not closing more stores. Um, but they've been doing a lot of changes this year. So just be aware of that. Um, if you have GameStop gift cards, I would suggest using them very quickly. Um, oh yeah. They, uh, yeah. although they are doing like moves to repair the business, you never know when it might just fall through, you know, um, yeah. sometimes when companies are in this state, everything will go to shit really quick. So, um, I hope that they don't disappear completely, <laughs> yeah. but we've seen that over the past couple of years. Yeah. I hope that they don't go away completely. I hope that they have their rebranding successfully done and we can still have game stops. But, um, I, I will admit that I didn't appreciate what they became in the last five, six years. Um, so to be rebranded is refreshing. I would like them to still be a place that I might actually go to. Uh, right now, uh, the only reason I would go to them is for their non-games, basically shirts and uh, collectibles and things like that. Like, I don't really care about... Yeah, I don't really care about the games the swag, in the store. Yeah. So if it becomes just a novelty store, that would make sense. Um, I know some yeah, people yeah, you would... you could go there for your pop vinyls and shit. Yeah, I know some people would be like, man, fuck that shit. But um, come on. like Nobody's buying physical games hardly anymore. Um, They're really not. Yeah, and they're really not. I mean, they they've even been talking about that more because I know you and I have covered that story a couple of times, and they're talking about that even more now with, uh, you know, the whole streaming and digital. You know, everything's going that way, so we might as well just get used to it. 
Yeah, it is nice to have games that you want to preserve, though, to be physical. True. Um, but it's going to be harder and harder to be able to do that as long as I'm okay with 9 out of 10 of my games not being preserved. <laughs> as long as I buy 9 yeah. digital games for every physical game I buy, like then I'm not supporting that. But I understand that because I want to do something that's more convenient, I'm killing the idea of holding on to something. Um, I guess I'm just living with that fact. But anyway, uh, GameStops are just pulling back a lot of locations. Yeah. You'll see a bunch probably closing pretty soon. Uh, this is until but at the same time you until when this is until January. So they're supposed to be doing all of those closures up until January. Uh, they're going to spread it out, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's do it over Christmas. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. You're fired. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh God. So yeah, but I, at the same time, um, you know, I, you're, you're still going to have a lot of people that have those physical copies because look at how many people are the nostalgias, you know, nostalgic people or collectors even that have those old, you know, like, uh, uh, Commodore consoles and, you know, Nintendo 64 and, you know, all that crap the game cubes. So, and yeah. they still have their cartridges and they still have their discs or whatever that go with them. So, you know, there's plenty of people that are still going to have those. Um, I even think that Christine and I even have an old PlayStation three or two with all the old games somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, uh, uh people are still going to have them, but like you said, I mean, stores just aren't going to be selling them. Yeah. What would actually be really cool is if, um, we had a resurgence in classic games where since they know people have systems that can physically play like old Nintendo games, um, it'd be cool if Nintendo released official cartridges that like had 20, 40 games in them and you could just put them in a Nintendo compatible system, whether it's a retro uh, off-brand gaming player or if it's the real thing, you know. It'd be cool if they yeah. started making more physical stuff for people who still wanted physical copies, you know. Um, I know that was kind of not where you were going, but I just wanted to add that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're good, dude. Um, another piece of news. We talked a little bit about this last week. We talked about the ridiculous Nintendo fitness ring and uh, what it was actually going to do. We called it a hoop. Uh, they actually released official, officially a trailer for a game involving it. And it's going to be called the Ring Fit, and this game is going to be called Ring Fit Adventure. And I can't tell you how actually hyped I am about this. This is a really cool idea, and this is something that the Wii Fit never could do. The Ring Fit Adventure is an actually full-blown RPG game that to walk around and to do certain things, you have to do fitness things. So like to just walk around in the world, you have to jog and to like go different places. You have to run in place. There'll be certain bosses where you have to do certain exercises. And then what's crazy is that this sounds stupid, but Nintendo put its own original charm on it where there's actually like, there's like a storyline in it. It's a fitness game with a storyline. There are characters in it and well-designed characters with their own little universe and it's just so charming that it's hard to not root for this thing. And it's one of those things where 
you could hate on like Labo or other crazy ideas that they've had, but this is one of those things where you're like, Oh, this hoop looks stupid. Like this has nothing to do with Nintendo. Like this is just dumb and it's going to flop. But when you see the trailer to this game called uh, ring fit adventure, you're just going to be like, Holy shit, this is going to work. It's just that good of a sell. And it's, it's like imagine breath of the wild, not quite breath of the wild, but that kind of animation. But instead to do anything, you have to like run around and do like fitness related things. It's crazy to think about, but um, I think it'll have its fans. And what's so funny is I think it's perfect for teenagers. And I don't think anyone expected a fitness thing to be marketed towards teenagers because I think uh, early twenties and teenagers are going to love this thing because it's going to, you're going to feel like you're getting exercise, but at the same time, it's feeding into your uh, your Japanese RPG loving self where it's going to have these characters and missions and a storyline, and it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's mind-blowing. I actually like wanted to call a few people after I saw it. I was just like, this thing is ridiculous. Like, I can't believe they're making this. Um, but that's crazy. Like, I can't imagine anyone else doing it. And the second I saw it, I was like only fucking Nintendo. Um, (laughs) it's, it's amazing to see. Um, I hope it does well. And I think it will. I don't think there's any doubt about that because it, the thing is Labo felt kind of odd, even for the switch. It felt like people aren't going to buy into this, but it's cool to show what the switch can do. But this feels like it fits right into the image that the Switch is doing right now. It's fitting right into the getting up and moving around and going out into the world and this whole sense of being in this mindset of adventure and basically seeing the color of the world. It has this optimism that's so contagious that this fitness game fits right into that. And you're just like, holy shit. I think people may actually exercise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I think they crazy. may uh, with um, this. I-, I wish this was the last point I had of the news. Cause I'm so excited about this game as far as how, how successful it's going to be. It just is well, that remember, good of an idea. You know, remember what we said last week though, when we talked about this ring coming out, we I didn't don't. know quite what it was <laughs> going to do. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> Well, we did. Well, what I was what I was saying was that, you know, look what they did with the whole the whole fitness part of it last time. It got people up and moving. Right. So if they took what they learned from that, incorporated this futuristic stuff, because how many years has that been since they did that and use what they know today? I mean, basically, they took an idea of like, you know, in a way, kind of Pokemon Go. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's like this, but it's a fitness thing. I'm you glad know, you hit Pokemon Go. Does it make Go sense? Because when I was thinking about how they came up with the idea for this, it was like, I'm sure when they were throwing ideas around for how to use this hoop, I'm sure one of the yeah. main things that was going against them is people would say, but you could do that on an app. Like if you said, hey, we want a game that's made by Nintendo And when you do a certain fitness thing, you get a reward in this game. And someone's like, okay, that sounds like an app. And then you're like, okay, well, what if it had a peripheral? And you'd be like, we just Bluetooth it to your phone. And then you'd be like, okay, well, what if 
the world was expansive and had as big of a story and had animation like Breath of the Wild or something. You'd be like, oh, I guess only the Switch could do that. So that's what's cool about it is it does feel kind of like a mobile game in the sense of it's relating actions you do in the real world with a game. Yes. It's taking advantage of the fact that it's the Switch. It's taking advantage of the fact that it can be plugged into a television and you just look at your TV while you're running around this world. And that's crazy cool. It's, it's cool that they're taking advantage of that because the lazy way out, it was, is to make something very simple and yes, like a $30 fitness game or something, but this looks like expand on this idea so much. That's what's so cool. Is it it looks like it's going to be a $60 game or maybe more if it comes with a hoop, but yeah, people are going to think it's worth looking at at least 120 (laughs) with the hoop. That's quite that's quite the steep price. I was thinking maybe eighty or ninety. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm, I I'm think it's going to be 80. up there, but I think it's like yeah. really a good idea, and uh, yeah, I so like the I. way they're going. I think it's an excellent play on their part. Yeah, and I'm really impressed by how it seems to have shot every cylinder that it needed to shoot, and that's really cool. Cool. Um, next thing is um, you may have seen this. Did you see that razor? has Hell a yes. gaming handheld that looks like a switch knockoff uh yeah but it's like you know uh the caviar of switch knockoffs i was thinking it was the kyle's monster drinking 18 year old bigger brother switch <laughs> yeah, it's a badass looking it, thing, it looks like the switch that a guy with a chain on his wallet would have but um, <laughs> it's badass. But you know what? But, just, but see, Razor Razor goes with the high end shit though too. You know? Yeah, I mean, it just looks like it's marketed toward toward a much more adult male crowd. It's it's definitely not going to get oh, yeah. the girls to buy into it. But it looks like it's going to be more bragging rights about the specs and what it can actually do. Oh yeah, it looks like it's going to be a little oh, bit yeah. more powerful. I'm assume. Uh, Razer has really good hardware recently. Um, they've been yeah. moving up in the gaming world as far as what they can do with hardware, which is interesting because they've made such a good name for themselves with peripherals. So the hardware yes. is a little bit, people have been a little bit slower to accept it, but this thing looks like it can impress people. But it's one of those things where oh, they're gaming have to PCs. See- right, right, right. Their gaming PCs are really good. Yeah, their their stuff is incredible. Yeah. Incredible. They're always pushing boundaries, but um, to see something, the only knack I have on this is that it looks so much like a switch. It's going to be impossible for people to not say, Oh, that's like Razor's switch. Right. But the thing is um, they're going to have to, we're going to have to actually see what it's like when it comes out. Um, It's one of those things where you're going to have to probably actually know what it actually feels like, what it actually performs like to actually be a judge of anything about it. You know? Well, my understanding is it's a micro-thin tablet that the controllers can be detached. They're magnetized to the side. Yes, I saw that. Oh, my God. It looks it, it just looks freaking sick. But I guess there's something else that you can put that's a little bit smaller that you can put in the middle that magnetizes to make just one controller so it'll go onto your TV, obviously, because you know that they're going to have that kind of 
ability, but it it looks so thin and so tight, man. It just. Then I guess the I I know it looks it's a it's a switch knockoff. Let's face facts. Anybody that does any kind of handheld gaming right now, every bit of it is going to be called a switch knockoff, and they're going to have to because Switch is the one that came out with it. So anybody else that comes out with one with a joystick on each side and buttons on each side, it's going to be called a switch knockoff, no matter how different right. it looks. But this is like the creme de la creme of switches. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, I guess it's going to be compared a lot to um, the Razer phone in the sense that the Razer phone is like oh, yeah. extremely catered towards gaming. Um, yes. As far as a phone goes, this is probably going to be the caviar, as you said, of portable gaming devices like the switch. Um, th- if I could afford one, I'm buying one. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it's, I'm not kidding. The thing is, it's the main difference is not going to be the performance or anything. It's going to be the library. So just as much yes. as it is not going to have Nintendo games on it, it is going to be interesting on the fact of probably most of the games it's going to have Nintendo's not going to have. Uh, the switch does not have many yeah. PC games that overhaul you know, nothing impressive. Uh, they have like some smaller, easier to run indie titles that were on PC first. But yep. if the Razer, whatever they're going to call it, <laughs> if the Razer gaming handheld um, can play games that we've never dreamed of being on the Switch, that's going to be its strength. Um, the other problem with Razer is um, they're going to have to really work hard on marketing it. And I'm really not really sure what they're expecting from it because just like the razor phone i felt like they had low sales expectations more than they just wanted to make a quality item that made a good profit because it feels like razors always tried to charge what they had to charge to basically what's the word to basically merit the existence of it you know well there is a hint as to what the uh, name of it is going to be called. Um, back in 2013, they had the Razor's Edge Pro, and that was like a uh, like a a weird, like uh, small serving tray thing yeah. with joysticks on it that had nothing in the middle, but you put your tablet in the middle of it, and it would connect to your tablet. Well, um, it looks like because they're calling these game controllers the Razer Edge gamepad controllers. So I'm going to be thinking that they're probably going to be calling this the Razer Edge, but with a new name, not Razer Edge Pro. So it's probably going to be the Razer Edge, you know, Razer Edge X or Razer Edge, you know, whatever, 2.0 or whatever they're going to call it. But uh, it, yeah. they're kind of hinting that that's, that's what it's going to be. Um, they only called it a gaming handheld in the uh, patent, product render right but uh yeah (laughs) so it's but it's window based tablet it's um it's supposed to be it's supposed to be extremely extremely powerful and uh i mean i'm kind of looking at a um an image but i got a feeling that it's digitized or whatever you know and cropped or whatever (laughs) but but i'm imagining they're gonna you're gonna be able to play games like call of duty on it without a problem the thing is, since they're just slowly talking about it, I'm wondering if it's designed to be a completely streaming system. As far that may as very well be, they may be timing it for when XCloud and stuff comes out. It may be designed oh, to man. just stream games. 
because people could, that can afford that are going to be the ones that got like the right. you know gigabyte download. So you would have like you know? an insane, <laughs> you would have like an insane mobile data in it. But you know, Razer yeah. would put that in it. They make phones. Um, yeah. The other yeah. thing is, Razer could be secretly working on servers since everybody's doing it. We don't know. Yeah. They could have servers, and they could be about to start their own streaming thing i mean who knows razor may be a big uh player in this crazy streaming world that we're about to enter into true um true last piece of news i had for today um that was a really weird transition i just did (laughs) last piece of news (laughs) is um the beloved game service of nitro is shutting down I'm sorry. It just that what you just said there reminded me of a joke I heard last night on the uh, roast of Alec Baldwin on Comedy Central. Is it appropriate about trans? Uh, it's about transitions and Bruce Jenner, but it was funny. Th- Bruce Jenner laughed. I think that's probably <laughs> as much of the joke as we need. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bruce Jenner laughed about it. So everybody out there listening, have a sense of humor. Okay, good. Um. So Nitro shut down, and the question is, do you have any idea what Nitro is? No, I do not. And that is the other joke. than Nitro. Other than stuff that you put in a car or you take when your chest hurts. <laughs> so Nitro was a games library that was incorporated into Discord, where you could pay a monthly fee to play games really? on Discord. Yes. Wow. Isn't it crazy? I'm all over Discord and I've never heard a thing about it. Same. I've never heard oh, of wait, it either. Nitro, I thought it was just a, uh, uh, yeah, I have heard of Nitro, but I didn't know it was a gaming thing. I thought it was just a perk to like, uh, you got little perks from Discord, like little extra badges and stickers and shit like that for your Discord. Yeah, you did if you had Nitro. You would get stickers and badges and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know but about the game. They never, I don't feel like they marketed Nitro. Nitro has been out less than a year and it's already getting shut down because of wow. lack of use is what they announced. And if you've never heard wow. of it, you're in a majority. Most people have never heard of it. So the question they is... They should have pushed that harder. Right. The question is, why did Discord go through so much work to create something while also having a platform that could advertise it really well? And then they didn't advertise it. I've been on Discord for over a year and I didn't hear about its launch. I never heard about this thing coming out. Of course, we weren't. Neither have I. We weren't AAA news reporters at the time. But when it came That's out. That's true. That's true. We didn't. Uh, I never heard of it. And I, the first time I heard of it is that it's shutting down. This is a, this is a Pulitzer winning scandal right here. This is crazy. Ladies and gentlemen. Y- you know what's funny first. is I put, put your money on this being a Mandela effect. Did this thing ever actually exist? Or is this just a hoax? Yes. <laughs> Actually, because I know people on Discord who are Nitro, um, uh, they have the badges and all that stuff on their on their uh, their I, uh, avatar or whatever, and they're in my uh, on my team and in a couple of my channels. So yeah, well there you go. I mean, Ask I know them that about it, it because <laughs> I will have I've to. I've never yeah. heard of Nitro, um, and I'm in a majority apparently because every time you see anything about Nitro closing, it's uh, people saying you've probably never heard of it. 
That's just insane, dude. Um, so yeah, um, if you were into Nitro, I'm sorry it's shutting down. If you were not into Nitro, that's probably you. Um, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um, it's crazy that this big of a company had a service that seemed a lot of people said it just didn't have much on it. Um, but that you would gain more titles if you pushed it. And it's one of those things where it's just like, they just didn't push it at all. They've actually, uh, I'm looking at their name right now on discord and they've actually already taken off the badges. What? There's, there's no badges. Yeah. That's crazy. They've totally discontinued it. That's insane. There's stuff about if you're already like, um, have a one-year membership you'll get refunded all i gotta do is contact them um it's just crazy it didn't even hit a one-year anniversary (laughs) it was about to hit its one-year anniversary and they shut it down because they're just like nobody's using this that's crazy um (laughs) anyway craziness it's just it's just another one of those things where it's just like if you remember it you remember it if you'd never heard of it it's an oversaturated market. Just Never heard of it. And, uh, probably not going to miss it, apparently. Yeah, I mean, not at all. But uh, it's, it's just funny because Discord is a company that you would think would start expanding into other ventures. But yeah, now, exactly. But now you doubt that because you just heard today that they closed a service down that they tried for a year that you never heard of. You know? <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, maybe they're not doing as well as I you know but whatever uh that's all i have for this week you got anything else uh yeah actually um i (laughs) we've been talking uh lately back and forth about esports pros and uh you know even off show about what these guys make and some of the money these kids make is just it's ridiculous, you know, playing games, but it's like, you know, it's awesome at the same time because, you know, I, I've always uh, plotted these uh, kids that were so into these games that they were just epic legends and now they're making money off of it. Well, uh, Hearthstone, the card game from Blizzard, uh, they were having the uh, Hearthstone Grandmasters Europe match uh, with Lynn Seiko Nguyen and Elias Boston Sibelius. Okay. Well, uh, Sibelius. Yes. Um, okay. I don't know for sure where, uh, that young man is from, but, um, Lynn Seiko Nguyen is a quote German player. Uh, wouldn't have guessed it by the name, but he, uh, he's on the German team. He, uh, <laughs> they saying that he looked like he was off of his game, basically like something was going on because, um, these guys are off. Um, they're, they're not in that same place. Exactly. They're kind of off camera, but they have a camera on them. You know what I mean? They're in a different area (laughs) and he kept looking off to the side while he's playing this freaking game. And there is a video of it. And it's actually kind of funny when he realizes that he, oops, I fucked up and he played the wrong card. Why did he play the wrong card? Because he was simultaneously participating in the qualifiers for the $1 million auto chess invitational. (laughs) He's playing two games. <laughs> he was playing two games at once. So not so only does did he this end up kid, losing uh, that game? like super smart, but he's got nuts the size of Pasadena because he's fucking playing two games, two qualifiers at the same time. And he, uh, 
he basically threw out a, t- a tweet that said, quote, wasn't the best idea to play chess qualifiers this weekend, but I practiced too much for this already. And then he immediately deleted it, but it got captured by somebody and they sent it out to everyone, of course, because <laughs> that's what happens. And one of the uh, casters, Simon Welch, on his broadcast literally said, quote, pay attention to the goddamn game you're playing when there are hundreds and thousands of other professional players that would love to be in your position right now. And then he later apologized and he goes, but I do strongly believe that his actions were very insulting to the GM program. And which he's right, you know, it was very insulting for him to do this. So uh, basically uh, some people are saying, look, you know, this kid made a mistake. Let's, let's go ahead and, <laughs> you know, uh, the competitor he even played with said, look, he's a good person. He's a great player. I've got all respect for him. And he goes, but he, you know, when he made the mistake he made, this kid even said he thought it was kind of weird. And he's like, that's not like him, but he took advantage of it and won, you know, which I don't blame him. Right. But, uh, he said, look, you know, this guy put in several months of practice for both these games. He just wanted to do both. And that just shows what kind of a competitor he is, quote, quote, quote. Um, but they also <laughs> said that it's going to be very easy for Blizzard to add a rule that just says you have to focus on that game that you're playing. And uh, basically, so the gonna, next day, this kid. They're going to have Adderall at the front door. <laughs> Either that or they're going to say, look, you know, they're going to have to have an official with you wherever you're playing, because if they're playing in two different cities, which I imagine they were from the look of the cameras that I was getting. um, But you have to have some sort of an official in the room with you. And I would say, look, you can have no other electronic devices with you except for the the machine that you're playing on. Yeah, that would make um, sense. Basically, he said, you know, he was sorry. He didn't think it would be an issue. Um and that he thought that he had the okay from Blizzard to go ahead and do it because uh, they're not prohibited from competing in other games. Um, you know, he didn't think doing both at once was, the, you know, <laughs> a big deal, but he thought he could handle them both. And he said, unfortunately, it took too much attention and it didn't end up well in Hearthstone. He did good on the chess one, but he said that he is no longer going to participate in the chess one. He wants to focus on the qualifiers for uh, uh, Hearthstone. For the Grandmasters. Such a sweetheart. uh, Yeah, he wants to go back to... uh, He wants to qualify for the 500K Harstow's Grandmaster Global Finals. Um, And yeah, so he's going to start doing that. But the video is... it's Yeah, it's I'm going to have to go check it out. I hope that his next one is he plays 2K19 and 2K20 at the same time. (laughs) Oh man, but what if both games glitch at the same time? Won't that cause some sort of a won't that cause some sort of a rip in the space time rift? (laughs) They both glitch at the same time. I actually thought you were gonna tell me that he was playing two games of Hearthstone and that he was actually playing himself. Oh my god. I thought you were gonna tell me that (laughs) that he was actually qualifying (laughs) against himself and he was pretending to be struggling and he intentionally played a wrong card because he was playing himself, but whatever. <laughs> I, um, I was going to talk about, uh, the PS five rumors that were coming out again. Um, uh, basically, uh, you know, I thought that it was going to have a whole bunch of new details as far as the, uh, um, the hardware and whatnot. 
But unfortunately, um, that still hasn't come out. So I'm going to skip that story until next time. Okay. I just want to keep an eye on it because the, the exact specs haven't come out. The only thing that they've said for sure is that it is going to be able to play discs. That's the only fucking thing they've said for sure. <laughs> and so even that, that, I don't, even that, I feel like that still could be limited. We've talked about that. Yes. I think so too. So yeah, I was going to, I was going to talk about it. I did put it in my notes and uh, I went ahead and I deleted that because I, whoops, I um, didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to speculate. I want to get some actual information and, and go from there. And once they come out with that, you, you guys are going to hear here first. Well, probably fifth or sixth, but you'll hear it here <laughs> eventually. <laughs> <laughs> On declassified cheat codes. But the thing that I do want to talk <laughs> about, guys, <laughs> is um, Android TV. There was a leak that just came out. <laughs> this is really kind of interesting. It came out earlier this afternoon. Um, that's going to have, uh, for Android TV uh, next year, is going to have Google Stadia integration and a hero device that is coming out. So uh, basically for the updates for Android TV uh, with the new assistant feature, major hardware, and it says it's get support for upcoming game streaming service Stadia. So it's going to be built in right into the Android TV, which is kind of nice. Um, they said that they, they had already talked about the, um, the new Android TV upgrades, which are going to be occurring, and that's they've been already talking about that over the last couple of years. But now they've went ahead and they've, uh, like they said, they've confirmed that the, uh, the Stadia is going to be a big part of that. And there is a device that is supposed to be coming out, a hero device that is, uh, which will basically be next-gen smart home features. Oh, my God. Which, is it uh, another tablet? <laughs> is it another smart TV tablet that you break and then have to pay a thousand dollars for a new one? God well, damn it. this, <laughs> this seems to involve uh Google lens and Android tens live captions feature. It's a VR. Damn it. <laughs> Some damn and VR. They said all of this is going to be part of the Android 11 update. Ugh. So yeah. This is coming, man. <laughs> and, and you know why this is a leak. You know why they didn't want this to be out Of course yet. why. Because if yeah. you knew that your TV that you buy next January was going to be able to run Stadia without pre-purchasing the Stadia package that comes with the controller and the Chromecast Ultra, you wouldn't buy uh -huh. that. You would just get the controller because guess what? Your TV already can support it. But they want yep. you to get that package with the Chromecast Ultra and then oh, yeah. also get the TV so that has. There's going to be plenty of people so. to buy that crap. There'll be plenty of people to buy that crap. So that's all I got. Oof. Well, <laughs> it's another healthy length episode. We had a really short episode last week. So I yeah, guess we did. Uh, this was a good one. Yeah, though. We had a lot to talk you about. You got your money's worth for this free podcast this week. Um, you sure did. So I, I hope that. Uh, our voices have found you in a good place this week. Uh, peace and blessings. Uh, whether you're uh, stocking shelves or driving your kids to school or uh, surfboarding or throwing bodies into wood chippers. Um, 
Mm. I hope good times. I hope that we have. I hope that we have found you in a good place. Yeah. And, uh, peace and blessings. <laughs> Are you doing theme music to what I'm saying? No. Yeah. You no. just. Hey, I could put like some little soft piano music under what I'm saying right now. <laughs> that would be great, man. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> good games and good guy good vibes guys you know have do you know that little good god and good golly gosh and uh, you can cut all that out <laughs> we'll see y'all next week Double check that I'm recording. I am recording. Cool. Oh, I'm not. Wait, yeah, I am. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs>